0: hey go hey welcome to me versus me with your host of course to my returning listeners thank you for showing up it means the world to me that i can share my experiences with you you are the real mvps and i hope you stick around if you're newbie passing by welcome and i hope you're here to stay too because we'll be discussing all things mental health self-improvement and finding strength through faith don't forget to download and share and also follow the show on today's episode we'll be focusing on being the eldest daughter and that is a full-time job in itself and it literally should be added onto our resumes because that is a strength in itself and a skill and we are literally our family's pillars of strength whether we like it or not like we are the free PA that does anything and everything like Jay, you know, and the home doesn't function well when you're not there. Like, I realized when I was in varsity that things were not going well when I wasn't there. And now that I'm here, everything is just going well for everyone. And I was an only child until 2013. I was not very happy about that <laughs> because all the attention wasn't on me anymore. And I was 12, you know. And I only realized now as I'm growing that being an only child for so long really made me not like sharing. Like, not when it comes to things like food. Like, if you're sitting with me and I'm eating alone, like, that's, that feels weird to me. We're going to eat together. But I don't know. I don't like sharing my space. Like, I don't like sharing certain things, you know? Like, I just realized that being an only child for so long just made me that kind of person, you know? And, like, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. I hate that because I'm trying to be a sharer more often. And... As I'm growing, I'm starting to see that the things that happened in my childhood are really affecting my actions, like, as a young adult. You know, being the eldest daughter is fun. Because, like, sometimes, sometimes. Because people seek your approval. Like, everything comes by me before a decision is made. And everyone is like, do you think this is fine? Do you like this outfit? Do you think we should... Do this, like, even with big financial decisions, like, it all comes to you, you know? And, like, my mom even snitches on the kids, like, to me, because I'm strict. And I hate that. (laughs) I really want to be that fun, cool sister that they can run to. But, like, at the young age of 12, I had to grow up and pause my already non-existent social life. Because, like, I didn't have a social life because, you know, my friends would go to places and I couldn't afford to go with them. But, like, I also had to pause all of that because I had to babysit instead of hanging out with my friends. And, you know, like, having that responsibility at such a young age really built that resentment. And don't get me wrong, I love my siblings more than anything. Do not get me wrong. But, like, I was angry um, because I was still young and didn't understand. And I was just angry that not only had my mom moved on and found someone else, because, like, my dad had passed on, But like now I have a huge responsibility for children that aren't really mine. I felt neglected by my mom because now she has someone else in her life and children. And I'm the odd one out of this blended family. And it's really hard feeling like an outcast in your own family. And I'm not saying that my mom neglected me. It's just how I felt now that it wasn't just her and I. And I grew up with that pain and bitterness and I literally took it to my adulthood like this happened so many years ago like what 10 years ago but it's like all that pain that anger and that bitterness I still carry within me and I really don't like that so that's why I'm quite strict towards like my siblings and people in general not like my friends (laughs) but i'm also strict towards my friends because i'm like yo when when someone disappoints me once i'm like "Ah, ah ah you you are leaving very very soon my friend but like yeah that's why i'm saying like i'm quite strict towards my siblings because i never got to experience being a big sister but i was like their second mother you know like the deputy parent and everything and i really really hate that I'm um, the strict sister like although they're always excited to see me they still have that fear that i'm strict you know like my cousin uses my name to scare her kids because i'm known as the one who disciplines the, the children and as much as i loved Like in the past, I love that home. yes, kids are scared of me. I don't want to be remembered like that. Like, I really don't. I want to be their safe space and the auntie and the sister that they can run to when she comes around. And as they grow up, they, they just remember as that person that was their safe space, who comforted them, who always made things better. That is the type of person that I really want to be. And one thing about us eldest daughters, like some might relate and some might not. But like we like being in control and that can make us controlling in relationships and friendships. And I really hate that. I also like to mommy people, like be that helicopter parent. And yeah, also very strict. (laughs) Like I don't like... BS and people patronizing me because you can't manipulate like the the manipulator like come on now you can't outdo the doer, and I'm not saying these are good things at all. Just bear with me. Like it's my way or the highway. Like we're also controlling and bossy, but at the same time we're just cry babies. Like I just a baby. We like being mummies in friendships and relationships, but we also want to be nurtured because. We had to grow up early and we literally became mothers at an early age when we weren't even ready and everything. So as much as we are those cry babies that want to be nurtured, we also have our walls up very high because we have that bitterness. And we're also scared that like this person might leave us, you know, having those abandonment issues, you know. So we tend to seek that safe space when it comes to relationships and friendships. You know, I'm a very self-aware person and, like, since way back then, since I was young, but, like, I also have a lot of pride. So I might know that it's not right for me to act like that and I need to put myself in that person's shoes, but it's, like... In that moment I'm thinking about myself and my own selfish needs. So like pride and self-awareness are just a mixture for disaster because you know what you're doing, you know? And I say this not in a way that I'm proud, but like I said, bear with me. It's like a puzzle. But I'm just a manipulative person and I like having things go my way. I'm quite selfish and I think eldest daughters don't relate to this, a lot of them. They're quite selfless and then like the last bones are selfish, but I am quite selfish. I do not like constructive criticism because I'm like, did we ask you? <laughs> no, girl, bye. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't like being told what to do. I like having the last word. <sighs> like, the list is endless. Like, I like being right. I'm defensive and I am a straight shooter. I do not think before I speak, which I hate. And I just react immediately, which I always regret later. Like, it's just so crazy because the past few months, I was just sitting down and noting these things that I've known way before that. But like, the issue is that because I knew how I was, I thought that was enough for me to be in control of the situation. And boy, oh boy, I definitely did not. I feel like 2023 was definitely the year of shedding. Like people lost so many friends and like friends of 10 years, 20 years, whatever it was. And like, I feel like if you don't lose friends or people in your life in 2023, it's either you are tolerating a lot of BS or you just have a really strong circle around you, which is a great thing. So the past few months and years that I've lost friends, I was always so focused on what was wrong with them or what they did wrong. And you know, obviously the reason why I ended the friendships was because of what they did. But I definitely know that there are things that I did wrong, but I was too prideful to admit that and I focused on what they had done wrong. And everything and just in denial but I know that I was never perfect and like yeah one of my friends might have been a total self-centered person who only cared about what she had to say but like the way I handled that situation and my reaction could have been better you know I learn every day that it's not what you say it's how you say it and I always remember the saying after I handled the situation so badly like i always remember the saying after i have an explosive episode hates that for me i am learning every day but yeah like yeah she was wrong for you know what she did obviously because you're my friend you meant to listen to me but me giving those explosive reaction just gives heard the satisfaction and other people the satisfaction that they really got to you and you know they highlight how you reacted and not what led to the reaction how funny is that how funny is that people are so focused on what you did what you said after they did you dirty hmm, okay but you know like the pain may not be your fault but the healing is definitely your responsibility like I just love watching movies and shows where the alpha female is calm in every situation. And that's how I aspire to be. Like, she can be in a huge crisis. You can say the worst thing to her. You can swear at her. But she just looks at you. And there is so much power in that. I really want that for myself. But yeah, like, not all my friendships ended. that ended were because they were wrong. There were times where I was wrong. But they gave me constructive criticism and I got defensive and cut them off, you know. But like 98% of my ended friendships, I ended them because I waste no time to cut you off. And the thing is that <laughs> that one friendship that traumatized me because I was such a girl's girl, you know, sisters before misters type of girl and put my girls first and fought for my friendships. You know, I will put my my relationships at the back my girls come first you know and so she did me dirty so i was just over friends but i'm realizing now as i grow i really need female friends like i just want a sisterhood i'm being transparent about my mistakes and struggles because i have a hard time forgiving myself for my reactions and the things that i said or did in the past i just yo i beat myself up a lot and i give people grace and not me and I don't want to do that anymore because I can't show up for others but not show up for me. And as much as I haven't learned to forgive myself properly yet, I've started training my mindset that if I've spoken about it, like and asked for forgiveness, there's nothing that I can do. And I just stopped dwelling on it. You know, that guilt creeps in randomly and I wish I could take it away you know like I'd rather you disappoint me than for me to disappoint someone and that is definitely the people pleaser in me <laughs> hate it for me because I need to get used to disappointing people if it means I have to put myself first I'm not saying like I want to step on people's toes intentionally but if I'm in a situation where. I'm really compromised, I'm going to have to put myself first, you know, that is what I'm learning. And you have to forgive yourself, you're only human and your emotions are valid. People get to invalidate your emotions because of your reactions. And this past week, I just learned a lot about emotional intelligence, like during my training at work, even at church, and somewhere it randomly came up. So it was definitely a sign that, you know, I need to have that emotional intelligence, you know. Just being self-aware about your emotions is not enough if you're not going to do anything about it. And that is where I'm standing, you know. And when someone tells me how I made them feel... I'm just so ready to defend myself that I miss the point. I miss how I made them feel. And as a sensitive person, I know someone can say something without the intention to hurt me, but it can still hurt me. And my emotions are valid. So when a person comes up to me and says that I hurt them and I didn't intend to, I need to hear them out. I need to validate them. I need to reassure them. And like I said, as much as I'm self-aware, I have that pride. So I know that I'm wrong, but I don't want to admit it. And, you know, you literally keep wondering why God keeps bringing manipulative people in your life. And you just think you're better because at least I'm aware that I'm manipulative. And, you know, it does not mean you're better. You're actually worse because you know what you're doing, you know, and you're not doing anything about it. I'm talking about myself you know, hands up, hands up to the people that relate, you know, the way people treat you eventually becomes your fault because you're allowing them. And when you're so focused on what's wrong with people and pointing at them, there are three fingers pointing back at you. I really thought I have become a better person in the past few months, but as I'm trying to move forward, I moved 10 steps backwards and like, I'm really frustrated because I thought I was making progress. I think that is what's so hard. About this whole healing journey. And trying to be a better person. That people are not honest about. It is very hard. Like I had the hardest week of of 2024. Imagine 2024 just started. And I'm already on the toughest soldiers list. Like please. But... It's like my reactions, my emotions are all over the place. I really don't like this healing journey, but I know that it's going to be worth it. But it's so hard when you think that you have progressed so much and you're so far. When you realize you've gone nowhere, like you've really gone nowhere. You're only getting started. And it's so, so hard. I think what makes me feel better is that my mom was saying that she was just like me at my age, you know, very active and defensive, short-tempered and hot-headed and all of that. But now she is the calmest person I know. I will literally escalate a situation and my mom will de-escalate it and then I'll escalate it. And then she'll de you know but like <laughs> i remember crying to her because i was embarrassed of how i reacted one time when my boyfriend was with his friends and like he had not communicated with me that he was going to go out and i couldn't get a hold of him so like you know i was embarrassing myself because i was mad and worried then his friends called me crazy you know i was so embarrassed that i cried and she literally told me that as i get to grow i'll realize what deserves a reaction and what doesn't and To just listen and relax and calm down and wait. And like I said last week, my frontal lobe hasn't fully developed yet. So I don't want to take everything to heart because I'm really still learning. And this whole thing of wanting to control people and speaking before I think literally hurts the people that I love the most and... I really hate that. You know, I want to be bitter so bad. I feel like I'm so desperate for it and I'm running after it and it's running away from me. Like, you know these things, you attract them. Like this bag, you mustn't chase it, you must attract it. I'm kidding, work hard. But anyways, like, I'm just surprised that I'm still in a relationship because of the way that I act. And I am really wanting to be a better person. But one thing you must not allow is this generation is twitter to make you think that certain people are replaceable you can literally fumble your own blessing by bleeding on people that didn't cut you you have to fight for that relationship and don't be listening to people tweeting men are trash they are literally sitting there in their man's arms people like me that lie i do that (laughs) but i'm gonna stop but anyways like this whole thing jay of saying that there's more to life than relationships i disagree whether it's platonic or romantic relationships they are literally the reason why we're even here like you wouldn't have that desire to be loved if it was a bad thing and you know god made us to form relationships you know like come on now so you just have to think before you speak you have to fight for those relationships and we need people as people I feel like people have glamorized having no friends and not being in a relationship. And I'm not saying you should settle for less and run off their relationship even when you're not being served anymore. But I'm just saying stop pretending like you can do this life thing alone. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to have all the riches and everything I've ever wanted but no one to share it with, you know. Like, it doesn't mean that I'm going to put someone who doesn't respect me on a pedestal. But yeah, bruh, like... I don't want to be defensive. I don't want to be better. I just want to be free and spread kindness, you know. And just this whole pain and bitterness I felt growing up, I am still living with it. And it's just a really hard reality for me to face. Here are a few ways we are increasing our emotional intelligence together in 2024. So number one is self-awareness. But this self-awareness is not just knowing that you're wrong and leaving it like that. It's being aware and being mature about your feelings. Like, I am feeling triggered right now. Do I explode and tell them that they're the worst friend? Or do I remove myself from the situation until I can speak calmly about it? Like, also, when someone tells you something and they're going through something. And just before thinking about your own selfish needs, put yourself in their shoes. How would you want them to react if you were in that situation? number two is to actively listen like practice listening and not making the conversation about you for once like I saw my friend yesterday, actually, and, like, I was just telling her that I'm really trying to practice how to listen. And it was quite nice. It was it was very different. It was hard for me to not add in those little comments, you know, all of those things to make, you know, quirky jokes and everything, but to just listen to her. And, like, I love it when people listen to me, but when it's my turn, I'm so quick to add on oh yeah same i remember when i you know and all of that and now i've forgotten what the person had initially said and what's so funny is that someone i cut off did the same thing and i listened to her so much and so well and would give her advice but she wouldn't even acknowledge what i said you know so the people that we attract are really a mirror of who we are so don't listen just to respond but listen to actually understand Number three is to be open minded. It's like, it's not only your opinion, that's right. And I'm having a lot of trouble understanding that, you know? And what you meant doesn't change how it made that person feel. Like, learn how to empathize with them and imagine if I value and love this person, how would I feel if they did this or reacted like this towards me, you know? So just think before you speak. Number four is the ability to maintain healthy relationships we need each other like if we we're meant to be alone god wouldn't have created women and men so just be honest with yourself that sometimes you are the toxic one in relationships and that's why you don't last and i'm not saying that if you lose friends a lot or you do this or that you're always the bad person but like at some point we, we need to look deep down with okay why am i always going through this and last but not least, number five, is to stay calm under pressure. Like I was saying, there's so much power in that person who just stays quiet. You can be rude to them. You can say whatever to them. You can trigger them. But they just stare at you. Like, that is very intimidating. And I love that. It's like, how would I be like that, you know? So just don't give people that satisfaction. Like I said, people like to focus on how re- how you reacted and not what they did. But remember, nobody can misquote your silence. So just, you know, today I was meditating. I was just, I just needed to calm down because of my emotions, yo. But anyways, I was just meditating and I got this image of me being in my feminine era. Like, not just in the dressing sense only, but in my character. Like, I just want to be calm and not raise my voice and, you know, not let my emotions dictate me. Like to just think before I speak and not be so defensive and just take everything people say or do with a pinch of salt and not let it affect me. You know, when people refer to like the soft life, they referring to all these things and all these materialistic things, which I definitely want. Please, I want that too. But what I mean is that like when I say soft, I mean even me just soft spoken, calm, you know, like I want to be that girl. Like, I don't want to be stressing about a lot of things. But also in the dress sense as well. When the budget allows, of course, in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. (laughs) I just can't wait to wear dresses more and take care of my skin. You know, smell good, look good, and be well-kept all the time. I'm so excited, besties. Like, I can't wait. Like, I just can't wait until I'm the healed version of myself. So, yeah, just I feel a lot better after this episode. Just knowing that we're all broken, you know, we're all broken beings trying to find pieces that we lost from childhood trauma. And it's okay to admit that you're not okay, that you're not a good person, but you're trying to be a better person. But like, it's not okay to stay sulking in that brokenness, you know. And in case you didn't hear it the first time, the pain isn't your fault, but the healing is your responsibility. So yeah, I love you lots. Stay beautiful. Stay growing. See ya.